seek and you will find knock and it will be opened to you for whoever asks receives he who seeks finds and to him who knocks it will be opened to him this is a scripture that's very very common it's a it's a text that has been preached on time and time again but listening to it or praying over it with a couple of friends of ours i asked the question he's asking his friend for bread because he knows the friend has bread at midnight you can't take chances on which door you knock if you need bread you can't just go anywhere you must go where you know apa tapat sindio why because the hour is is not a very friendly hour So you're making a calculation that is very you're doing your best with all your senses to say no if I call John John will at least have a thousand shillings have you ever found yourself in a fix have you ever found yourself in a you know safaricom has given what fuliza fuliza mr paul you're sending us in debt more and more debts eh? at the convenience of those who are trying to buy more and more but we are not complaining although i haven't fully said i that one i have resisted i'm yet to conform yeah but anyway back to our story here's a man who has a guest he is a man who has a need like all of us he's in a setting where there's something he needs and he doesn't have it does that sound like your story yes you need something And the Bible in in Luke 11:9 is saying ask and you shall receive seek and you shall find knock and the door shall be open to you and the Lord is illustrating that the person who asks persistently is the one who is likely to do what to get that the person who knocks persistently is the one who is likely to get but at the same time you have to be careful where you ask This is my version. Who are you asking? Are you sure they have it? Yesterday or two days ago I was sharing with a friend of mine how sometimes people come to you and I think when they look at you they see 10,000. Have you ever been asked like give me give me like 500 shillings and at that point you don't even have 20 bob. You know and you're trying to tell this person like you know when you find it call me so that I can also come to that person. But I thank the Lord that the one who is saying ask and the one who is saying seek is not saying we shall consider. He's not saying we shall fill in loans and see whether you qualify. He's saying dare to ask me and I will give you. Dare to seek and you will find. The book of James talks about you have not because you ask you ask not and when you ask you ask amiss have we been asking amiss have we been asking the wrong people have we been asking for the you know this is someone from whom like you can get 10000 but you're insisting on asking for any 10 bob you're underutilizing your credit access sindio now i want us to take it to another level in the spiritual realm Who is this person we are asking? Of course it's the Lord Jesus, isn't it? All of us here believe the Lord can answer any prayer. How many believe the Lord can answer any prayer? 
The Lord can answer any prayer. Thank you for your hands. Now I want us to go to Revelations. Revelations chapter 5. Revelations chapter 5. We're going to read very fast. Verse 1 to 12. I want to build something and tell your neighbor, I hope you're keen to follow this sermon. Tell them this sermon is for you. So Revelations chapter 5, verse 1 to 12. John is in the spirit. John is on the island of Patmos and has the privilege of experiencing a scene in the heavenlies. And it illustrates something that I hope and I believe by the grace of God we will be able to capture tonight. Verse 1 it says, are we all there? Okay, great. Then I saw in the right hand of him who sat on the throne a, a scroll written within and on the back, sealed with seven seals. And I saw a strong angel proclaiming with a loud voice, who is worthy to open the scroll and to break the seals, to break its seals, verse 3. But no one in the heaven or on the earth or under the earth was able to open the scroll or look in it. I began to weep loudly, that is John now saying, because no one was found worthy to open and read the scroll or look in it. Verse 5, then one of the elders said to me, do not weep. Look, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David has triumphed. He is able to open the scroll and to loose its seven seals. I saw a lamb in the midst of the throne, and of the four living creatures, and in the midst of the elders, standing as though it had been slain, having seven horns and seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God, sent out into all the earth. Verse 7. He came and took the scroll out of the right hand of him who sat on the throne. When he had taken the scroll, the four living creatures and the 24 elders fell down before the lamb, each one having a harp and gold balls full of incense, which are the prayers of the saints. And they sang a new song saying, You are worthy to take the scroll and to open its seals. For you were slain and have redeemed us to God by your blood. Out of every tribe and tongue and people and nation. And have made us kings and priests unto our God. And, you, and we shall reign on earth. Then I looked and I heard around the throne and the living creatures and the elders, the voices of many angels, numbering tens times ten thousand and thousands of thousands, saying with a loud voice, Worthy is the Lamb who was slain to receive power, tell your neighbor power, riches, wisdom, and strength, and honor, and glory, and blessing. How many are those? Those are seven. You see the seven spirits spoken of. I know that many times when we read revelations, 
you, you like your brain locks. Does your brain lock when you read revelations? You're like, no, this, this, this Bible is not for us. This is for us. This is for us. This scenario in the heavenlies is, is showing there's a man who has seen a problem. The problem is there's a book that's been written on the inside and at the back. But no one can access it. And it's not that, that it's limited to the heavenlies. They have tried because there was no one on the earth who could break the seal. No one under the sea who could break the seal. No one under the earth. No one in the heavenlies could break the seal. So John weeps. What is that problem that you have that you're thinking, there's no one who can fix this one? There's no one who can fix this one. What is that thing that you look at in your life and you say, this one, there's nobody. The scripture is telling us, by the elder. Do you see the elder who tells him, stop weeping? I love that it's an elder who tells him. The Bible says that I write to you, old men, for you have known him. You have experienced him. I, I write to you, young people, for you are strong. So there's an, an, an angle of who is telling John, don't be afraid. Tonight, the heavenlies are telling us, don't be afraid. Why? Because they have existed much longer than we have. They have existed much longer than we have. So John is in a scenario where he needs something, but he can't find the answer. And it's been locked up with not just one seal, but seven of them. Seven. Meaning it's a perfect lock. Those of you who don't know, the, 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 the number seven symbolizes what? Perfection. So it has a perfect lock. Meaning there's no way you break this one. But what amazes me is that the one who gets into the midst of all this to break it is not Mr. Muscleman. He's not like Michelin. You remember Michelin? Is that how you pronounce it? The, the tire guy, the guy with many, many muscles. The guy with, the guy you know, you are expecting. My husband had taught me a, a certain word that I've forgotten. Uh, when you were younger and you used to play this, trying to imitate movies, what was the name of that guy? Mark Mende. <laughs> You're expecting a Mark Mende to show up in the heavenlies. Yeah? You're expecting a powerful guy, you know. And then there appeared a creature with 9,000 eyes. I don't know why they need all that. You know? With 5,000 wings. And his feet were as huge as brass. You know when Nebuchadnezzar sets up a pillar in the midst of the people. Have you seen that description of that that idol of Nebuchadnezzar, the size of its Mazguembe was something else. His shoulders were something else. We have been built to believe that it's in the size that the power lies. We have been built to believe that it's in the availability, in the muscles, because that's what works for us in this realm. But here in Revelations, we see that he who stands in the midst of the elders... How is he looking slain and yet he's in the middle of the elders? Are we together? He's in the middle of the elders. He's not looking all resurrected. He's actually looking slain. 
And the book that he's supposed to get and break the seal is in the right hand of the one who sits on the throne. Meaning that this is his hand of power, not the left, right. For him to access it, he must have overcome something. What am I trying to say? I want you to know who you're asking. When he says, ask and it shall be given. Seek and you shall find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. Who is this that we're asking? The setting in Revelations 5 is giving us a glimpse of who it is we're asking. The one with the only key that could only open what was in the hand of the one who sits on the throne. The one who sits on the throne is the Lord, the Father himself. Around him are powerful beings. When the Bible calls them elders, when the Bible calls them tens of thousands of angels, none of them can break the seal. And yet, this same being who broke the seal, who is the Lord Jesus, is telling you, ask. Ask and it shall be given. Knock and the door shall be opened to you. But for you to to utilize that privilege, you need to know who you're asking. Sitting in a prayer session with a friend of mine, we decided, let's ask, let's write down a list of the things we want. You know, when revelations begin knocking, sometimes you get very excited. We're like, ah, Andy Kata, you. What do you want? What do you want? The good thing we were praying for the ministry. We hadn't even gotten to personal stuff. I'm sure that would have been crazy. When you sit down and write a list and say, Lord, I want this. Hmm? So we are looking at ourselves. For example, as a ministry, we need premises, right? So we asked ourselves, we've told God we need premises. We need premises. We need premises. But we've never specified. Have we ever specified? Lord, give us our own place. I had never specified, not until that point. Now as a group of ladies, because we are just ladies, do we need three acres or four acres? Our understanding of acres and hectares is not very strong. So we're like, this is where we ask pastor. Hmm? How big is big enough? Why? Because you have the revelation of who you're asking. Revelations 5 is telling us that this guy, seemingly weak, is the most powerful being in the heavenlies. I love verse 6 when it says, I saw a lamb, not a lion, not a goat, not a wolf, not a leopard. I saw a lamb in the midst of the throne and of the four living creatures and the midst of the elders standing as though it had been slain, but having the seven horns and seven eyes and the seven spirits of God. And I'd like to just zero in on what does he have? He is slain, but he carries the seven spirits of God. What are the seven spirits of God? Are just what we read in verse 12. Verse 12 is talking about he's worthy to receive what? Power. Take us to verse 12 kindly. He's worthy to receive what? Power, riches, wisdom, strength, honor, glory, and blessing. Everything you need in this life is summarized in those four, th seven things. Look at it carefully. Everything you need is summarized in those four things. 
Whether it is power, whether it is leadership, it's in there. Whether it's being a good wife, it's in there. Wisdom. Whether it's being a powerful man in the, in the village, it's in there. Somewhere with, between riches, power, wisdom, you need all those ones. Whether it's finding your place among your friends, it's in there. You need honor. We, ha- we have the same need, we just keep recycling it. We have the same gap, we just keep recycling it. What was it that the enemy tapped into in Genesis when he talked to Eve? He told her, do you remember in Genesis, the fall of man? In Genesis, the fall of man tells us that Eve looked at the fruit. It was good to eat. Last of the flesh. Okay? It was good to look at. Last of the eyes. And it had the power to do it. To make you wiser. To have knowledge between good and evil. Everything in there is in here. But when we took it from the, middle, from the tree in the middle of the garden, it was too powerful for us. So that your soul became much bigger than your spirit. It's in your soul that you have emotions. It's in your soul that you have desires. If your desires are not controlled by your spirit, you have a, flip, a, a flipped kind of person. You're controlled by your feelings. You're controlled by your chemistry. But the original plan was that you be controlled by your spirit. You draw your word from the Lord. And that word is translated in your soul. And manifested through your body. But nowadays we leave the reverse. We do things in the body. Based on how we feel. Today I'm your friend. Tomorrow I'm not. Ah, we... I'll say it like my daughter. My daughter says, that was so last year. Like I'm done with you, you know. Find something new. We've become so unstable. So even in our asking, we don't have the wisdom to know which one is perfect for us. And that's why he has given us the Holy Spirit. That by his spirit, he will comfort us. By his spirit, we'll learn the will of the Father. By his spirit, we'll be able to discern what is good and right and pleasing to the heart of God. So do we still want to ask? Do we still want to seek? Do we still want to knock? Ask your neighbor, do you still want to ask? And in your asking, how big is your list? Do you even have a list? Eh? You need to have a list. So the one that's in the midst of this scenario, we're still in revelations, is one that is powerful. Powerful because he's much greater than whatever being tried to break the seal in the heavens. Powerful because he's much greater by whatever being tried to break the seal on the earth. Powerful because he's much greater by whatever being tried to break the seal under the earth. But none of them could break the seal. I love what follows. Are we together? Is it still sounding complicated? No. You guys are sharp guys. Even at the end of the day. Sindio. You're sharp. Tell your neighbor you look sharp. Mm, you look sharp. Act like you're sharp. 
Halleluja. Halleluja. Vers 9. Vers 9 is a beautiful place. Vers 9 is saying, and they sang a new song. When the Lord sorts you out, trust me, you will sing a new song. When the Lord fixes you, you will sing a new song. When the Lord fixes you, you, you can't help it. But sing a new song. And he's saying, ask, seek, knock, and the door will be open to you. And I promise you, this is my version, you will sing a new song. Let us stop putting limits on God. Let us stop criticizing and looking and saying, you know, I went for this prayer meeting. You're looking at the face value. You're looking at things from your eyes. Lift up your eyes tonight and see the one you're asking. The one you're asking sits in the heavenly places. Revelations 22 verse 13 says, I am Alpha and Omega. Nothing exists before him or after him. Everything we need is within him. So when we come to him, come with boldness, the Bible says. When we come to him, come with dear God. Who are these people who stand before you? Who are these enemies that you look at and you think, no, this one, let's just wait it out, Itaisha. Do you know who sits with you? Do you know who you're serving? Do you limit your interaction with him based on the people around you? Do you limit your interaction with him based on your history? I don't care how old the problem is. He is the ancient of days. I don't care how tired you are. He says, I'm the bread of life. I don't care how thirsty you are. You've wanted this thing for so long. He is the fountain of life. Tonight, I dare you to ask God. Tonight, I dare you to push your list. Go as recklessly as you can. Do you think he's scared? He's not scared. The Lord is not scared of your need. In fact, he says in Jeremiah eleven twenty nine, I know the plans I have for you. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you a future and a hope. Another version say an expected end, meaning that my plans are much greater than yours. I am more keen on fulfilling my plans because I am not about to have you fail. I'm not about to have you damaged. I'm not about to have you forgotten. I know the plans I have for you. So when I say all things work together, they will work together. Today you fall, but even in that falling, it works together. Even in that failure, it works together. Even in that pain, it works together. Why? Because we are, sac we are living sacrifices at the altar. What does it mean to be a living sacrifice at the altar? It means that a part of you has to keep dying. And if it takes a few beatings to get that done, the Lord will let it happen. All things must work together. Get the stubbornness out of your spirit. Build the faith. I had a beautiful dream last night. 
and I was so encouraged. In my dream, there were clay, clay pots, you know, like the clay pots outside. Ordinary clay pots. They've not even been painted or anything. About this size. And there was a young man whose face is very familiar. But I can't remember who he is. So in the dream, he's taking those clay pots. The clay pots have a brown, you know, an earthy color. But he's dipping them and polishing them and they come out with a ceramic finish. Do you know a ceramic finish? Like, like the, the teacups. Thank you. You see like Paul's cup up there. But now with designs on it. And the designs were blue and white in different shades. And they were so, it was so exciting that I asked the young man, can I do that as well? He said, yeah, join me. And he just kept dipping them in something and, and the thing looks really nice. As in, you can't believe it's the same pot. So when I woke up this morning, I say, Lord, what was that about? And he says, that's what I do with you. I take ordinary clay pots and I make them ceramic vessels. I take ordinary clay pots and I transform them. And you can do that too. The same way he told Peter, I'll make you fishers of men. The same way he told John, come. The same way he called them out from fishing. He empowered them to be more than just clay pots. So when he says us, seek. Seeking doesn't mean you look here, look there and say it's not there. To seek for something, you seek. To ask, he has told us, it's the one who persists that is likely to get. Even the one who knocks. To knock on something, there has to be a barrier. You can't knock in the air. You have to see that this, this, is, this is the door. There's something here. Beyond this, there's something. Now I pray like Paul prayed for us as we started, that our eyes be opened. Because sometimes you're standing right next to a door, but you think it's a wall. You should be pushing through that door, but you think it's a wall. You should be asking for much more. You think you have arrived. Can I dare say that like the Israelites, when he got them out of Egypt, it wasn't enough that he got them out of Egypt. They still needed to work much more. So that in their disobedience in the desert, they were swallowed up. Let's not be fooled because he died on the cross. Everything is accessible. There's work for us to do. There's work for us to do. There's a persistence we have to do. No one is going to do your praying for you, unfortunately. There's a realm beyond which only you can go. And he's saying, ask me. Because in him lies power. Is there any crown you want? Ask me. And I'm not just advertising him as the one who comes with things. No. I want us to expand our mind to know who is it that we are asking. If you had access before the president of this country or of the Americas, would you be asking, oh, give me a, like an X5 BMW wouldn't be bad. You should be asking for a plane. Do you understand? 
Don't insult the person you're asking by wasting his time and asking for small things. Am I being monster mom? You see how she comes out once in a while? Know who you're asking. Tonight I dare you to make that list. But I promise you, as you make that list, as just like I experienced, that actually the whole list is summarized in one man. The whole list is summarized in the Lord Jesus. Because within him is power. Within him is riches. Within him is glory. Within him is everything. So what should be you be asking for? Is it the material things or the one who has it? And yet he has said, ask. And it shall be given. He's not limited on what he can give. So I want us and I encourage us tonight to ask for the Lord Jesus. Because when you have him, he says, I am the vine, you are the branches. Without me, you can do nothing. I am the first and the last. I am the bread of life. I am the, I'm the door at the sheep's gate. And I am the good shepherd. He's given himself in so many versions. So that our minds, like John likes to write, I write to you little children. He's giving us illustrations of his capacity in small bits. But when I look at Revelations 5, I see that he's much bigger than I've ever known. That there's nothing in the heavenlies he can't unlock. There's nothing on the earth that he can't unlock. I just need to persistently ask. And in my persistence, it's not that he's hard of hearing. It's that my faith needs to be built long enough to say, yeah, even though I failed yesterday, I still think you can do it. That my faith needs to be built to see that he's big. Okay, yeah, yesterday I thought you might come through this way. I love something that Pastor Kimani says. He says, don't ask for money. Ask for the thing. You know how you say, Lord, give us money so we can buy a house. You're, you're literally dictating how you want the prayer to be answered. Why don't you just say, Lord, give us the house. Whether it comes through a rich man, a poor man, give us the house. It's in the way we are asking. We have not because we don't ask, number one. And when we do, we ask amiss. Are we more educated in asking tonight? How many are charged to do an asking tonight? What is it about this nation that we haven't asked for? What is it about this ministry that we haven't asked for? What is it about anything that we haven't asked for? Because he is worthy to receive power. He is worthy to take the scroll. He is worthy to break its seals. And he has redeemed us. By his blood. And out of every tongue, every tribe, every people, every nation, every category, I dare add. He has qualified us to be priests and kings. They're pouring out the prayers of the saints as they do that. They're pouring out the hearts of the saints, the cry of the saints. Why? Because he has carried the highest name in the heavenlies. Who is that that dares stand before you? 
ask yourself, who is this uncircumcised Philistine? Sometimes there are things in your life that are mocking you every day. And you think they're big because you haven't seen the size of the one who stands behind you. And he's just saying, ask me, ask me, ask me. And sometimes in asking, we are pleading. We are not asking. Sometimes it takes knowing who you are to know how to ask. When you call your father, you don't say, now you know. Let's, let's look at the prodigal son. Do you remember the story of the prodigal son? When he returns from his terrible escapades, what does he, what his mind, is he, is, does he have the mind of a servant or the mind of a son? So he says, I will go to my father and, and maybe he will make me a servant. He has lost his identity. He has lost who he is. Sometimes we approach the throne of God with a mind that is skewed on who we are. In Ephesians, it says that Paul was sharing that. Ephesians chapter 2. While he finds it. It says that we are seated in heavenly places. You know, that's why I made sure you have a neighbor. Do you have a neighbor? Those of you who have no neighbors. Your Bible is your neighbor. You're like continents. Eh? So the Bible is saying we are seated in heavenly places. The position that we have give, been given access to after his death and his resurrection is a position whose privilege we are underutilizing. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 6. Thank you, Paul. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 6. Let's start from verse 5. Even when we were dead in trespasses, made alive together with Christ, by grace you have been saved. Verse 6. And raised us up together and made us sit together in the heavenly places in Christ. That's a loaded scripture. That's like a whole other sermon. But when you look at it, it's a posture thing. Sometimes the reason we get things is not because of the pushing. It's the position we take. It's the posture we take. If you come before the throne, and I see this a lot, we come into worship. And people's worship is based on who the neighbor is, the song that's being sung. That's the posture you've taken. You won't get anything. The crowd was around Jesus that time. But the woman with the issue of blood was looking for a position. If I can just touch the hem of his garment. He was, she was not looking. No, you know, let's just walk with Jesus. She's looking for something. She's looking for where the power lies. She's looking for where her answer is. Don't come into the presence of God and just be part of the crowd. Don't come into the presence of God and just be a spectator. Walking away. Commenting. Ah, Leo, ah, it's true. Leo, ninini. We had a horrific, and I dare qualify it, as a horrific ministry session as a worship team. Do you know how we like to sing the song Kwa Matendo? It's like our anthem, isn't it? Can you imagine and I say this with humility, but it worked me. We go somewhere to minister as a team. And we could not sing Kwamatendo. 
You know that song. Wastaheli, wastaheli. We started it like four times. Abandoned it. Kwa ma tendo. What key is that? Start again. Kwa ma. Gosh, it was horrifying. There was, I told my friends, there was a shaving going on in my spirit. Like, you thought you knew this song. All things work together. And I vowed in that evening, I told God, whatever it is you're fixing in us tonight, please finish it tonight. Let's not do this again. There are lessons you don't want to do what? To repeat at answer 10, it's not polished properly. Have you seen a fundi uh, shining wood with, with sandpaper? And he goes and he, that was, that was that. Now that was something. Things were just upside down in a way. And we came with so much psych. By the time we're getting onto the altar, we're like this. Then Kwamatendo could not even start. And it's the first song of the session. Kwamatendo, guys. By the way, anyway, that was tough. That was tough, but I also counted it a privilege that you can see that you need to discern altars. You don't just walk in and think you got this. Hmm? We've broken the realm here, but we need to break the realm wherever we go. Amen? Are you ready to ask? Are you ready to seek? Are you ready to knock? Let not your prayers be based on who is around you. Let not your list be limited on what you can see with your physical eyes. Know the audience. Know the giver. And then ask boldly. Bible says, come into his presence with boldness. Come into his presence with boldness. That you might receive mercy. Ephesians is showing us that the, 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 the realm has already been broken. The answer has already been given. That's the position you're in, in God's books. But between now and when it comes alive, there's a working that has to happen. There's a shaving that has to happen. There's a smoothening that has to happen. And the sooner you comply, the sooner will you be seated in heavenly places. When the Lord says drop that, you drop it. Because we want to be like him. We will be like him when he's done with us. And the plan is to prosper us because there's no one higher than him. There's no one greater than him. There's no better version of you that will ever exist outside of who Christ is. In the world, yes, you will look like you're shining, but you won't last long. You will have a form of godliness, the Bible says, but denying the power thereof. So from the outside, you're shining, but inside there's nothing. You're like those Christmas bowls. They look gold, they look red, they look, you know, but when you knock inside, there's nothing. We can be as solid as gold, but only in the hand of the Lord Jesus. And I love it that while we were yet sinners, he died for us. He died for us, meaning that he is willing to give you this. When you continue studying on in Luke 11, it says, how much more is the father 
willing to give you the Holy Spirit. Not to give you cars, not to give you... He's giving you the ultimate thing. The one from whom everything else streams. And we stand to our feet. Tonight we want to ask. We want to ask with an understanding of who we are asking. We want to ask with an understanding of who we are asking. And like the saints ahead of us, we know that we should not weep. Behold the Lamb of God, the Root of David, the Lion of the tribe of Judah has triumphed and is able to open the scroll. He's able to loosen not one, two, or three, but all seven seals on the scroll. That everything written within and at the back can be read. Everything written in your past can be righted by God. Everything written in your present can be made right by God. Everything written ahead of you can be perfected by God. There's nobody greater than the Lord Jesus. Lord, tonight we say there's no one greater than you. There's no one greater than you. There's no one greater than you. There's no one stronger than you. You who called forth the islands into their place. You who spoke to the seas into their place. You who cast the skies into their place. There's no one greater than you. For in the beginning you are the word. And nothing was made without you. You know our form before we were formed in our mother's womb. You knew us. You predestined us to be greater than we are right now. So today we ask for you, Lord Jesus. We ask for you, Lord Jesus. We ask for you, Lord Jesus. We'll not stand silent before the greatest throne, but we'll ask for you to come into our hearts, to come and take over everything within us, oh God. I lift my voice and I cry out before your throne. I will not be silent. I lift my voice and I cry, Holy, holy, holy. You are Lord of all. Don't be silent, don't be silent. Don't be modest before the King of Kings. Don't be modest before the throne of God. He is here tonight in the presence of the heavenly elders, in the presence of the creatures, in the presence of all, of all the witnesses in the heavenlies. Let's be bold in our asking. Let's be bold in our seeking. Let's be bold. He says, ask and I'll give you the nations. Ask and I'll give you the nations for an inheritance. Sit at my right hand and I'll make your enemies your footstool. There's no limit on the king of kings. There's no limit on the Lord of lords. Ask him.
Raba kaya na matende haya raba ukwezi. Re kaya na na matendo ya raba kuhesi ndia. Makaya raba tendo ya na na makaya. Re kaya raba tendo ya na na makaya tendia. Makaya tendo ya na na mama. Sing a new song unto the Lord. Oh, sing a new song unto the Lord. Oh, sing a new song unto the Lord. For he is worthy. Oh, sing a new song unto the Lord tonight. Sing a new song unto the Lord. Sing a new song unto the Lord. For he is holy. We sing a new song unto the Lord. We sing a new song unto the King. We sing a new song unto the Lord. He is mighty. We sing a new song of worship. We sing a new song of praise. We sing a new song of glory unto the Lord Jesus. Oh, we call on the name of Jesus. We call on the name of Jesus. We call on the name of Jesus. We call on the name of our Father. Call on the name of Maker. Having the Lord Jesus will cost you. It cannot be business as usual. When he walked into the temple, he overturned the tables. We have been called the temple of the Holy Spirit. When he comes in, it cannot be business as usual. You can't just do what you feel because you feel like doing it. You have to draw your strength from the Holy of Holies. A place that has no other light but the light of God. Tonight let your spirit be lit up by the power of God. Let the light within your life be the light of God. Let the hope within your spirit be the light of God. Let the strength within you be the light of God. Let everything else succumb to the light of God in the name of Jesus. Let the only hope that you see, the reliable thing, the one foundation standing for you, let it be the Lord Jesus. Tonight we set all other foundations below him. We set all other foundations below him. For he is worthy to receive all riches. He is worthy to receive all glory. He is worthy to receive all power. And there's no one else in the heavenlies. What is the lamb that was slain before the foundations of the earth? What is the lamb who has made us priests and kings? Who has redeemed us unto the Lord? What a privilege that he would call us to ask. What a privilege that he would call us to seek and knock. You want to hear the voice of God ask? 
You want a greater anointing? Ask. You want wisdom? Ask. He is the embodiment of wisdom. No limits tonight. Ekaya rabot sendiya nama. Akaya sendi hoya rabakaya sendi. Ekaya rabot sendiya nama. When you have no words to say, let the Spirit of God speak on your behalf. Rekaya nama sendi hoya nama kaya sendi. Rekaya sendi hoya nama bakoya sendi. Makaya rabot sendi hoya nama kaya sendi hoya na. By you, Holy Spirit, we cry, Abba Father. By you, we pray. The heart of the Father. By you, we pray. The heart of the Father. Oh Jesus, my Take over, Lord, take over, Lord, take over. You are worthy of our worship. You're worthy of our time, Lord. You're worthy of our focus tonight. You're worthy of our focus tonight, Lord. You are the answer in the room. Look up to him. Look up to him for there's no other name by which men can be saved. There's no other name from which power is drawn. Tonight, Lord, we thank you for your love. Thank you for the honor and privilege of hearing your voice, of knowing you, of calling out to you. You have set life and death before us. And you call us to choose life, Lord. Tonight we choose life in you. Jesus, we choose life in you. You are the ultimate goal. Not our material things, Lord. You are the ultimate goal. And I pray that you open our eyes to see you. Lifted up. You are the ultimate goal. You are the jewel of heaven. You are the ultimate goal. I pray that you perfect your word within our spirits tonight. That every word spoken, every seed sown tonight, Lord will find room to grow, to bring life and light in our lives. We bless your name this evening. We honor you, Lord.
And we ask that you give us your Holy Spirit who teaches us all things. Give us your Holy Spirit. Give us your Holy Spirit to teach us all things, to reveal Jesus to us. That in the midst of elders and the midst of great beings, the Lamb will always be slain and resurrected in our midst. We bless your name, Jesus. We bless your name, Lord. We commit this ministry before you. All power belongs to you. All glory, all riches belong to you. Make this a habitation for you, Lord. Make this a habitation for you, Jesus. Give us the honor and privilege of having you with us. Give us the honor and privilege of knowing you, Lord. That you might draw men unto yourself. That there may be surpassing power and praise only to you, Lord. And now I speak the spirit of revelation in your hearts tonight. That the Lord be revealed unto you as the Alpha and Omega. That everything that has raised itself above the knowledge of who he is be set down in your lives. In the name of Jesus. That you might see him revealed and standing taller than any other. That every mountain will melt like wax in his presence. That at the name of Jesus, your knee shall bow. Including everything else in your life. In the name of Jesus, let there be a revelation of who it is you're asking from. Who it is you're knocking at. Who it is you're seeking. For when you seek, you will find him. And when you find him, you will be satisfied. The Lord is more than willing to reveal himself. We bless your name. Take a moment and just bless his name. The Lord is here.
So 